Broadcasting live from Rivendell on the plain of Middle-earth, this is Tap Tap Concede. Welcome everybody to Tap Tap Concede. My name is Graham and joining me is Kathleen. Hello. And that's it. Just us. <laughs> yeah. Well, my, and my cool air boot. And Kathleen's cool air boot. Well, James is on tech as well, so James yeah, is also thank you, here. James. Uh, and today we're talking about some of the current uh, released spoilers preview cards for Lord of the Rings. The Wait, what's the full name of this? Magic the Gathering, Universes Beyond, Lord of the Rings, Tales of Middle-Earth, TM. And before we do that, a reminder, of course, this show is brought to you by Card Kingdom. Check out cardkingdom.com. Slash LRR for all of your card kingdom needs, all of your cardboard needs. Pre-order yourself some uh, Lord of the Rings, because honestly, this set looks sweet. Uh, tell them Loading Ready Run sent me, button please, and they'll give you a little one-inch button that says a funny thing, and we've sent a new batch into them, and I don't know which one they have going at the moment, but something. Also, this show and everything we do is brought to you by you and your kind of support of our Patreon at patreon.com slash loadingreadyrun. Uh, or if you're watching on YouTube, by giving super thanks, which is impossible for me to say without sounding sarcastic, because it's a very silly name, but we nonetheless appreciate the we support. We super appreciate it. <laughs> See, like it sounds sarcastic to even say it. We super appreciate your super thanks. Um, but we do. Thanks for giving us money so we can do this for a living. Yeah, no, it's, it's it makes literally all the difference. Um, yeah, so we're, we're deep into um, spoiler preview territory for lord of the rings in fact we actually because this is going to air on monday the 5th yeah and we actually have a preview card on the 7th which means it may come out because it has to be 7th uh eastern time which means it can come out as early as 9 p.m pacific on the 6th but that's not to guarantee that it's going to it might come out on the 7th or even later on the 7th i'm not entirely sure but anyway we have a preview card so um, and then, like, two days later, we have a PPR. And then, yeah, more importantly, thank you, James, more importantly, on the 10th, we have the pre-pre-release for uh, Lord of the Rings Tales of Tales of Middle-Earth. Uh, it, no, it's going to be great. It's uh, from Loading Ready Run, myself, Kathleen, Cameron, Ben, and Wheeler. Uh, Wheeler, I think, is the most invested in Lord of the Rings of the crew. I mean, Cameron's also read the books. That's true. I've read the books, just I don't remember any of them. Um, but special guests, we've got Power Dragon, who honestly, we've been trying to get up to a PPR for ages. Uh, we've got Zebex, cosplayer extraordinaire, and uh, Chase Carroll, a.k.a. Mana Curves. So great bunch of guests. We're really excited about it. And we're really excited to get to play some Lord of the Rings. Because again... This set looks really cool. They did their debut stream video the other day, uh, featuring a bunch of people, you know, diving in, checking out the cards. They also uh, did a really cute uh, video with uh, with Elijah Wood opening a booster pack, which was uh, super fun. It, like it was, it was really nice. I love Elijah Wood. Love seeing that. I did think it was a little strange because that's clearly an ad that they're hoping to get like. Uh, you know, new people who may, might not play Magic, but like Lord of the Rings, they're trying to you know entice into into playing some Magic. And having having literal Elijah Wood there does sort of give the impression that these are going to be the likenesses from the Peter Jackson movies, and they're absolutely not. A reminder in case you're because you know when the when the card you cannot pass was spoiled, people were like, "Well, that's not that's a misquote." And it's like, "No, no," because mm -mm. that's from the book. Because these are these are 
one of the many interpretations that exist uh, of the of the books, the Peter Jackson movies, despite the long, long shadow that they cast across popular culture, they are also merely one interpretation. And so, you know, for example, you might notice that, uh, you know, Frodo on these cards does not look like Frodo in the movies or even necessarily the, you know, the Ralph Bakshi adaptation or other illustrations you might have seen. But that's fine because what Frodo looks like has absolutely no bearing on the character that he is or the story that he undertakes. Yeah. So yeah, uh, it doesn't matter. Yeah, exactly. And if you are a big fan of the books, as uh, I have done some research on them, in the books, Frodo is supposed to be like 40. He's middle-aged. Yeah. He's like mature and old by the time he goes out on this quest. And obviously this is a younger depiction of Frodo. So, mm -hmm. you know. Yeah. yeah, everyone can. There's many different variations of the Lord of the Rings that uh, can be experienced through different artistic interpretations, and this happens to be one of them. I have no idea where to start, um, so I don't know. James, do you have anything that you think is pretty uh, pretty interesting to? Ooh, can we bring up Shadow Facts, Lord of Horses? Oh, Shat. Yes, Horse Lord. Yeah. I just want to say, I mean, obviously this has nothing to do with anything that I like, but I do love that there is now a horse lord. You're a big fan of the band horse yeah, lords. They're, yeah, they're, yeah. This. <laughs> but honestly, like, I know that people have been wanting some sort of, like, horse lord or a horse commander. I know Wheeler is building a horse mander deck, so I know people are very excited about Shadow Facts. Uh, Shadow Facts, if you're not familiar, uh, is three red-white for a 4-4. Four, four. Horses you control have haste. And whenever Shadowfax, Lord of Horses, attacks, you may put a creature card with lesser power from your hand onto the battlefield tapped and attacking. So it's just a baby Winata. That's really good. That's really powerful. <laughs> I think that this isn't uncommon, by the way. Yeah. Do you need a second Winota? And it is, it, like, it is, it's all horses, including Shadowfax. So it's yes. five mana. Can you play Shadowfax, immediately attack, and then potentially also get. Something with three power or less also immediately yeah. attacking. That seems very, very good. That, there's a lot of like Uncommon. good cards. Yeah. That seems very aggressive. Here's the thing. is because, you know, there's a lot of legendary creatures in this set. Because it's sense. a story. And like on some level, all the, you know, every creature, especially the way all Tolkien the writes, every creature, even like just random orcs, have, have names, names and, and backstories. Yeah, exactly. And stuff like that. Yeah. Uh, so it's you know they they had to be really uh, they had to really pick and choose with like what things they were gonna make not be legendary, but you know so that's why there's you know Shadowfax is it uncommon because there's so many, especially because like you know the the Fellowship each have like three <laughs> three different variant uh, variants of them, but. There is an additional legendary horse. There's an additional legendary horse in this set? Oh, yes, the one that everybody's popping off about because it's the meme horse. Yes, it's Bill the Pony. Le legendary creature type horse, but it is Bill the Pony. Uh, and Pony's, Pony's just a small horse. Yeah. Hobbit-sized. Three and a white for a 1-4. When Bill the Pony enters the battlefield, create two food tokens... Because Bill's got the food. Yep. Uh, and you can sacrifice a food until end of turn. Target creature you control assigns combat damage equal to its toughness rather than its power. You give him a cabbage and he kicks something in the face. That's exactly what I was thinking. <laughs> Just wham. Ow. Uh, that's so great. Also, also uncommon. Yeah. People love Bill, eh? Oh, yeah. Everyone loves Bill the Pony. 
Um, there's, let me see. Uh, oh, okay. We have seen, have we seen all the Gandalfs now? I think maybe we have. Ooh, Let's speak- check out Gandalf White Rider, because this Ooh. is one of the more recently spoiled ones, and I hadn't seen it uh, until, honestly, just now. Oh. Uh, three and a white, also, for a 3-3 three, three Avatar Wizard with Vigilance. Whenever you cast a spell, I'm going to repeat that, whenever you cast a spell, just any spell. Creatures or spells? <laughs> creatures you control get plus one, plus zero oh until end of turn. Scry one. Oh, bonus. You can keep casting spells. When Gandalf White Rider dies, you may put it into its owner's library, fifth from the top. Ah, uh, yes. Yeah, he's no, he's not dead. He's coming back. Don't worry. He'll yeah. just t- he just arrives precisely when he means to. Are there four Gandalfs then? Because there's so Gandalf here's the, the thing is because there's also there's also the commander set and there's ones that are in the commander set that aren't necessarily yes. There's the uh, in the main Commandals. set. This is in this one's in the main set. Commandalfs. <laughs> this one's in the main set. Um, so there's Gandalf, Friend of the Shire. This one was spoiled a while back, but just as a reminder, it's three and a blue for a 2-4 with Flash. You can cast sorceries as though they had Flash, so it's quicken on a sticken. And whenever the ring tempts you, if you choose a creature other than Gandalf as your ring bearer, draw a card, because Gandalf doesn't want the ring. Um, so there's that Gandalf, and then there's, right, actual Gandalf the Grey, when he's off doing wizard stuff. Three blue red. This one was also spoiled a while ago. For a three four avatar wizard. Whenever you cast an instant or sorcery spell, choose one that has not been chosen. You may tap or untap target permanent. Gandalf deals three damage to each opponent. Copy target instant or sorcery spell you control. You may choose new targets or put Gandalf on top of its owner's library. So he can he can just... <laughs> I love I love that it's like... It's like mess with a thing, throw a fireball at something, copy a spell, and then <laughs> go and, literally go to the library to do research. Yeah. And come back later. Yep. I love that. And then is there just a yeah, there is actually also just a Gandalf the White. So three white white for a four five with flash. Surprise. That makes sense. Uh you may cast legendary and artifact spells as though they had flash. If a legendary permanent or an artifact entering or leaving the battle... I'm going to start that whole ability again. If a legendary permanent or an artifact entering or leaving the battlefield causes a triggered ability of a permanent you control to trigger, that ability triggers an additional time. That's messed up. I feel like I want... I feel like that's a good commander. Uh Uh-huh. But I feel like I have no... Con- it's like, you know, like a monkey looking up at that 2001 monolith, right? It's just, it's just like, oh, this seems significant. Yeah. I'm going to hit it with my... Like, I feel like... This is you know, important for some reason. Yeah, yeah, exactly. I, 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 can, I can see in my mind the shape of a degenerate deck, but I can't figure out what cards would be the best for it. Yeah. So that's it, though, right? So far that we know of, there's four Gandalfs in the main set. Is there further Gandalfs in the commander sets, maybe? Are there are there Commandalfs? I don't know. Oh, you know what people have been telling me about a lot? What? Uh, my 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 mentions have been blowing up. New Tree Folk just dropped. Oh, actually, yeah. actually, more than one. But let me talk specifically about Fangorn Tree Shepherd, a.k.a. Treebeard. 
Mm, yes. According to the flavor text, I am an ant. Fangorn is my name according to some tree beard others make it. So same same tree. Uh, four, green, green, green. For a 410 <laughs> legendary tree folk. Tree folk you control have vigilance. Whenever one or more tree folk you control attack, add twice that much green. And you don't lose unspent green mana as steps and phases end. Do you make this the commander of your tree folk deck, or is like seven too expensive to start at? This so this is a different deck, I think. Because so the current the, the current tree folk deck that I have with Sapling of Colfinor, that's green black, and I think that this it should be the commander of a different mono green tree folk deck. Some sort of big green. Yeah. I feel like yeah, this is big green. I got to get my hands on a hinge. Yes, you do. They're so expensive. <laughs> but uh, yeah, there's also Quick Beam Upstart Ent. Oh, yeah. Uh, four green green for a five six, legendary. Whenever Quick Beam or, uh, or another tree folk enters the battlefield under your control, up to two target creatures each get plus two plus two and trample until end of turn. Huh. We're making tree folk happen. Uh, also, I want to mention. Uh, last March of the Ents. Quick Beam seems really good and like limited. Yeah, Quick Beam seems like a lot of fun. Uh, last March of the Ents is six green green for a sorcery that can't be countered. And it's draw cards equal to the greatest toughness among creatures you control, then put any number of creature cards from your graveyard onto the battlefield. Whoa. Yeah. That's... Uh, from your hand. You said graveyard. Why did I say, why I did say graveyard? Why did I say graveyard? Good morning. Um, yes, any number of creature cards from your hand. Why that graveyard would also be powerful, but graveyard this is, would be busted. Graveyard would be too powerful. Too powerful. Someone write that down for later. But no, this <laughs> this uh, yeah. You have to cast twelve man. So you draw. Say for example, you've got Fangorn out. So it's like oh, draw ten, put all these creatures into play. That'd be pretty cool. Yeah. Um. Well, this I mean, is... while we're talking about hopes and dreams and uh, <laughs> wishes and stuff like that. Yeah. Actually, can I talk about Loki, a card that is uh, very busted or at least may cause problems sure. in Commander? Uh, I saw a lot of people talking about this. It's just a common. It's just a little... That's just a little little, little guy, an little, innocent man? little bat. <laughs> Oh, yes. Not, Mer- not an innocent man at all. No. Uh, Mirkwood bats. Three and a black for a 2-3 flying bat. What's so scary about that? Well, whenever you create or sacrifice a token, each opponent loses one life. So, so it's got some synergy in the limited environment because there's a lot of food that you yeah, want to create and lots yeah, of creatures bring yeah. food and then you uh-huh. want to eat your food. Uh-huh. So I feel in limited, this is, and it flies, so it's going to mm-hmm. really get you there. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. Does this go in aristocrats, Graham? <laughs> this, this seems like a way to kill everyone in Commander real quick. Oh, I think this is a way to paint a target on your back real quick. Because it's like, if you have a way to like make a bunch of treasure, I don't know if anyone has any... Uh, ways to make a bunch of treasure in uh, commander if you can think of any ways to make a bunch of treasure in commander let us know in the comments uh, <laughs> let me know about that other deck i want to make this was dockside extortionist is that the one yeah. anyway um yeah uh you know, if you make five treasure for example that's 10 
because you make the treasure and then you can sacrifice the treasure and then you're just draining not draining but you're just dealing <laughs> damage to all your opponents this this card's kind of scary there's a saga called here and back there and back again oh yeah that plays very well with the murkwood bats red and black are friends so it says up to one target creature can't block for as long as you control there and back again the ring tempts you okay Sure. Search your library for a mountain card. Sure. Create Smog, a legendary 6-6 dragon creature token with flying haste, oh. and when this creature dies, create four, 14 treasure tokens. What did I say wrong? No, nothing. I was just saying that's one token. And then, what? Well, sorry, what was the death ability? Uh, create 14 treasure tokens. <laughs> so I don't know if there's a fling in the set. <laughs> you, could t- you could kill them. You could kill them by, you have Mirkwood bats there at 20 life. You go to chapter three on this, uh, make smoke, fling them at them, and then uh, dome them for 14. Instant kill. That's amazing. I don't think that will ever, like, that is such a very specific setup. Like, if if you ever manage to pull that line off to kill your opponent out of nowhere with a Mirkwood bats in this. I mean, it wouldn't be out of nowhere. They'd see it coming the turn before, right? That's very, very well, cool. Yeah, because you need to have the Mirkwood bats on the table before you made smoke to get... Anyhow, the point being, there's 20 damage right there. <laughs> or they could, you could just hit them with it. That's just hit amazing. them with your 6-6 six, because six, it's got haste. Yeah. Oh, I see. There's a different page for the commander stuff. So something cool that I think they're doing in the commander decks... Um, is that they have... I don't know if these are... Are these box toppers or are they in the... I think these are special ones, but they, they're they doing the sort of the... Uh, the. We got to come up with a better name for these because so far we just keep calling them the Godzilla-style <laughs> cards where it's like... It's a reprint uh, with a fancy name. That's an increasingly... That's an increasingly useless descriptor for what they're doing here. Yeah, well, because they've done it for... Uh, you know, they did it for like the Dracula cards as well. But like, for example... Uh, Balan's tomb, right, is ancient tomb. Oh, it's just ancient tomb. Okay, but it's called Balan's tomb, right. and they've got what are they doing? Uh, ancient tomb, uh, shadow spear is the Morgul knife. Oh, okay. Um, Bajuka bog is the Barrow Downs. Yeah, that all tracks. Uh, there's a lot actually. Rings of Brighthearth is three rings for the Elven Kings. Oh, that's perfect. That already had rings in the name. Yeah. Incredible. Uh, Boseju, Cloudstone, Curio. Oh, Cavern of Souls. Cavern oh. of Souls is perfect. Cavern of Souls is Paths of the Dead. It's the same. It's a cavern full of soul. It's the same thing. Wow. Yeah. Wow. Uh, the Ozolith is... Argonath, Pillar of the Kings. Pillars of the Kings. Uh, oh, yeah, right. Yavimaya, Cradle of Growth. Is Fangorn Forest. That makes sense. Yeah. So there's a lot of that. Um, I, I think those are specialty box toppers in the... Or something. I'm not. I'm honestly not entirely sure. There's so many of these things. How do things. you get these cards? We don't know. I'm not are sure. Are we paid to... Are, are we supposed to know these things? Because like that's part of our job. Yes. Is it perhaps a little bit confusing to figure out how to get these things? Also, yes. <laughs> yes. Yes, it is. Uh oh. Hey, also from the commander decks. Uh-huh. Uh huh. Is they they say the name of the thing in the thing? It's Sauron, Lord of the Rings. Oh. He's the lord. It's the Lord of the Rings. Uh, five 
blue, black, red for a 9-9 Avatar Horror. When you cast this spell, amass Orcs 5. Mill 5 cards, then return a creature card from your graveyard to the battlefield. Also, it has Trample. Whenever a commander and opponent controls dies, the ring tempts you. Oh my goodness. Also, I want to mention, because this, this, this ability is in the main set too. Uh, they brought back a mass. Yes. And I think this is great. This is flavorfully, this is awesome. So it's a mass orcs specifically. Now, before it was a mass and it was zombies because it was uh, the Lazatep army that Bolas brought to Ravnica during War of the Spark. Yes. And it's funny. The way that it works, and it's, it's, it's one of those things that, like, if you read the reminder text on a mass or a mass orcs, then it should, it should be clear that it works this way. But in case you're curious, this is how it works. In the instance where you're making an amass deck or something and you have cards from War of the Spark and Lord of the Rings, if you have, for example, a zombie army from a War of the Spark card, and then you amass orcs, you put that number of counters on the army you have, and then that zombie army is now a zombie orc army. Yeah, they don't start their own platoons. They no. all come together into one big one. It's one army. It's interesting. Uh, Mark Rosewater had to clarify this on his uh, on the blogatog Tumblr. Someone asked a question, and he actually answered it incorrectly, and then was like, "What? I have confirmed with the rules manager that I was wrong, and this is why." Um, so it's kind of interesting because it just the amass thing is just looking for an army yeah, you the, control. The only time that you can have two armies is you have an army and a changeling. That's true. Yes, you could choose to amass onto the changeling. a changeling. That's but a good point. But otherwise, the game does not let you create two armies. I wonder if they regret that. What, the changeling thing? No, the fact that they didn't originally call it like a mass zombies. I was I was wondering, I was wondering if that if that ability is going to get like an errata to be a yeah. mass zombie. Probably. It's kind of weird that like if you have a like two zombie armies, a two two zombie and then you amass orcs join the zombies and that's very strange and yeah. not actually that intuitive no it's not <laughs> like well, at all point out that mark rosewater answered it wrong yeah. the first yeah. time so it's like ooh. i mean i'm sure they made the rule like that for a very specific reason but my natural inclination is your zombie army and your orc army are separate mm -hmm. but maybe they figure all forces of evil are pretty cooperative with one another they don't need to be kept apart We've got two fancy birds. <gasps> yes, we do. We've got Meneldor. Meneldor? Mm. Meneldor. Swift Savior. Uh, three and a blue for a 3-3 three, three bird soldier with flying. Whenever Swift Savior deals combat damage to a player, exile up to one target creature you own, then return it to the battlefield under your control. So on the outside shot that they've stolen something of yours you can get it back if you hit them so that's neat is there an act of uh, treason in this set we don't know yet i mean but active treason only lasts till end of turn anyway the point is oh yeah that's interesting it's sort of doing king brago stuff uh which is neat and then there's an even more legendary bird um gwai here the wind lord yes we 
think is the name currently. It's uh doesn't have an English printing that's been spoiled, but the translation per Scryfall is Gwaihir. I mean, we know it's Gwaihir because that's a character from the book. Yeah, but anyway, that's the eagle that rescues um, Gandalf from the top of the tower. I think so. Yeah. Um, Sent by Galadriel. Legendary creature, bird noble. It's got like a little crown there, which is cool. This spell costs two less to cast if you've drawn two or more cards this turn. So that's. I assume, is this a signpost uncommon? Is there a draw two cards mechanic? There's got to be. This is has to be a signpost uncommon. Set? Yeah. For this, like that's how they design sets these days. Mm-hmm. Is that they're like, hello, this uncommon with that is that has a cool ability that references other cards that work well with it. It's also, I should say, it's got flying and vigilance, and your other birds get vigilance. So, bird lord. Flying vigilance. 4-4 four, four is very good. Yeah. If you can cast it for 4, that's even better. <laughs> if you can cast it for 4, that's preposterous. Yeah. Yeah. So you mentioned one of the sagas. Yes. Uh, there's a bunch of sagas, and some of them, or most of them actually, seem to be, uh, and I, I love this, events that took place before the beginning of Lord of the Rings, the book. Yeah, it's all the old history. Yeah, which is cool because, like, I didn't think that they, because this is this is just Lord of the Rings. It's not the Hobbit, and it's not the appendices, and it's not the Silmarillion. No, but in Lord I, of the Rings, I'm not they sure talk the about appendices would make such an exciting magic set. <laughs> but in the in the Lord of the Rings, they talk about other stuff that happened. Uh, do you know what the Bath song is? I. Do no way. I looked at okay. Okay, su- sweet. So I'll, I'll read the card. You tell me why what it is. Okay. Uh, it's three and a blue for a saga. It's got three chapters. The first two are the same, and they are draw two cards, then discard a card. Cool. That seems great. Four mana. Okay. Uh, chapter three. Shuffle any number of cards from your library into your graveyard. Add blue blue. That doesn't seem like staggeringly powerful, but yeah. Um, what what am bath song? I mean, it's a song you sing when you're in the bath. Oh. Uh, one sec. Uh, I just need to look up something because I have extensive notes on this. <laughs> uh, because maybe we'll see this during the PPR. Maybe we won't. Uh, I asked to do some little, some little like uh, bits of lore. Some 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 lore bits. Lore bits. Well, I was trying to I was trying to portmanteau it, and I just came up with bore. Uh, so I was like, oh no. Bits of lore or bore. <laughs> yeah, exactly. I disagree. Okay. According to my notes, now this is just rough. It's like, Graham, that's a great question about why there's a saga called the Bath Song. And it's mostly just because baths are cool and it's fun. Um, but actually, because uh, Lord of the Rings has a lot of poems in it. And I think Tolkien just liked an excuse to write poems. So, where does this poem show up? Well, after a, spre- a stressful beginning to their journey. After a stressful beginning of their journey through the Shire, Frodo, Sam, and Pippin finally get to Crick Hollow, which is one of their first stops. And I didn't. And Mary is going to meet them there. And so they uh, they they meet Mary at this little like house that Frodo is supposedly going to retire in, even though he told everybody he's going to retire in this house. Uh, but what he's actually doing is he's uh, he's going on this epic quest. But Mary has gotten there and he's readied three waiting baths and a copper full of hot water. And then they're so excited to finally have a nice hot bath. Uh, Pippin sings one of Bilbo's favorite bath songs. <clears throat> 
saying hey for the bath at the close of the day that washes the weary mud away a loon is he that will not sing oh water hot is a noble sing is a noble thing i'm just sort of this is how i think this should be sung Oh, sweet is the sound of falling rain, and the brook that leaps from hill to plain, but better than rain or rippling streams is the water hot that smokes and steams. Oh, water cold, we may pour at need down a thirsty throat and be glad indeed, but better is beer if drink we lack, and water hot poured down the back. Oh, water is fair, fair that leaps on high in a fountain white beneath the sky, but never did a fountain sound so sweet as splashing hot water. But never did a fountain sound so sweet as splashing hot water with my feet. At this point, Pippin gets carried away and sloshes water everywhere. <laughs> I love the idea that it's like, water, water, water's great. Think of all the great things you could do with water. Better if it's beer. It's better as beer. Yeah. But if it's not beer, it's still great. Apolo- <laughs> like, that's what a great song. Yeah, apologies. Don't bathe in beer. That uh, seems like a bad idea. For that, I have there's Probably a just need missed line bathroom. return on my on the last one, so I I, go, I goozled myself reading the last line. Ah, uh, if water's great, missed line return. Oh wait. Yep. <laughs> okay, cool. So that's the bath song, and that's what the that's the context from the book, and it just turns out that J.R.R. Tolkien, were J.R.R. Tolkien loved writing poems and wanted to write poems yeah well hey something that the set has up over the films is uh tom bombadil yes that's true speaking of these sagas they actually this whole, works they really have well a whole bunch of like tom bombadil got skipped in the films entirely that whole section uh but, probably correctly for the purposes of a movie I, yeah it's just kind of there mm. um but uh the, this set has all sorts of tom bombadil stuff yeah so tom tom bombadil uh himself is uh all five colors and there's a good reason for that uh white blue black red green that's it five mana all five colors for a four four god bard which i think is sort of going off of if i remember correctly when this was first spoiled this is kind of going off of a fan theory uh or at least a theory i don't know if it's a fan theory necessarily but like a theory that's never necessarily been like totally confirmed that tom bombadil like is i can't remember the lord of the rings name for it i think i said this in the previous podcast like an alluvian or something like that he is basically basically a god mm-hmm. right um the same kind of creature that the wizards are yeah exactly yeah yeah, yeah. um and uh, so yeah, so just putting that on the card like this is just very entertaining. It's like, oh, we're just you know for the purposes of our game, he's a god. For the purposes of magic, we're just going to go with that with that theory. Uh, here's what Tom Bombadil does practically in the game: as long as there are four or more lore counters among sagas you control, Tom Bombadil has hexproof and indestructible. When the final chapter ability of a saga you control resolves, reveal cards from the top of your library until you reveal a saga. Put that onto the battlefield and the rest of them at the bottom of your library in any order. This ability triggers only once each turn. So you get to just chain stories. He just talks your ear off about all these sagas. Yep. This five-color saga nonsense in Commander sounds like a ton of fun. Mm-hmm. I, I want to see this deck. Can we see the bath song again for a second? Yeah. So it's chapter one, draw two, discard one. That that's it. It's uh, that's why this is here. It's because the the signpost uncommon for drawing multiple cards a turn. Right. 
That's why that's why that's why you want this rather unimpressive looking saga because it turns on all your other creatures. Mm. Well, it's, it's card draw and card selection. That's which true. Which is nice. And then you get to get stuff back out of your bin later and get bonus mana. Yeah, no, it's good. Yeah. Okay, cool. Right. Yes. Yes. It all works. I don't know if I if you if you're in limited if you want to build around Tom Bombadil though. Five colors. Mm-hmm. No payoff unless you have sagas. But what about even more colors? Except not actually even more colors. It's actually less colors, even though it says many colors. It's Sauron. Oh yes. Of many colors. Oh yes. Uh three white, blue, black. That's not as many as Tom Bombadil, but it's eh, you know, it's three. Uh, Avatar Wizard. Ward. This is a messed up ward cost. There's some weird ward costs in this set. Ward. Discard an enchantment, instant, or sorcery card. You can't even target it unless you have another instant sorcery or enchantment. How are you going to pay you? that? Oh, that's so gross. Whenever you cast... This is the... Don't worry, there's more to the card. It's a 5-4 also. Um, whenever you cast your second spell each turn, each opponent mills two cards. When one or more cards are milled this way, exile, target enchantment, instant, or sorcery with equal or lesser mana value than that spell from an opponent's graveyard. Copy the exiled card. You may cast the copy without paying its mana cost. So how this works is you cast your second spell. Yeah. Say it costs four. Yeah. Your opponent mills two cards. Each opponent. Each opponent mills two cards. And so then you can take uh, uh, any opponent's graveyard. It can say, okay, my second spell cost four. Oh, I will uh, I will exile your deadly derision and copy it for free. Uh, yeah. Gross. Yeah. Seems good, man. God, just to even get it, you've got to discard. You've got to pay two cards. That's two messed a- up. Two car two cards with action. Mm-hmm. Sauron also has a weird uh ward ability. One of the Saurons in the set. I don't know how many Saurons there are, but at very least there's multiple Saurons. So there's Sauron and Sauron. What is this? Elden Ring? Yeah, exactly. I mean I still remember again from the movies, Christopher Lee doing the, the you know, like the power of Sauron and Sauron. And it's like Oh, yeah, those do sound very similar, yeah. don't they? Yeah, um, tip off that one of you was going to become a bad guy eventually. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> if only we'd thought about it. Um, this was spoiled at MagicCon, so I know that it's out there. Sauron the Dark Lord. There we go. Thank you. Three blue, black, red for a 7-6 Avatar Horror with Ward, sacrifice a legendary artifact or legendary creature. Brutal. Whenever an opponent casts a spell, amass orcs one. Whenever an army you control deals combat damage to a player, the ring tempts you. Whenever the ring tempts you, you may discard your hand if you do draw four cards. That's so messed up. It's, yeah. Okay, cool. Uh, These are some nasty creatures. Yeah. Help removal is good in this set. I hope so, too. Although um, I feel like the removal is based on, like, everyone's going to be wanting to turn man sideways because they want that ring, because they've got a ring bearer, that they've got all sorts of attack, like, bonuses for attacking, right? Yeah. 
That's true. Maybe yeah. it's player-based removal rather than creature-based removal. Well, maybe. Get that ring. Um, I want to talk about a meme card. Well, it's not. It's not the card itself is not really a meme. It's just that it's there is a popular. It's 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 Grand. We're talking about Grand. 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 The Lord of the Rings memes subreddit, which is mostly based on the movies, uh, has a bot. They have a Grand bot that just chants Grand in all caps. Um. This is Grand, the Gatebreaker. If I recall correctly, and it's been a while, I don't know, James, do you remember this? Grand was only in the extended edition. Do you remember? I don't remember. They had it was like a big. I do remember. It looked like a, like a. It's a, got the head of a wolf. Yeah, it yeah, looked like a big it, sort of like pig, I, metal pig wolf. It's definitely like. in the movie. I can't remember if it's. I've only ever. I mean, probably because I've only ever really apart from. The first time seeing it in theaters, mm. I've only ever watched the extended editions. I think so. Yeah. It's probably in the extended editions. I uh, I also looked up Grand. Oh, here's my notes on Grand. Can Grand. I can I tell you about the card first? Oh, sure. Yes. Okay, so it's a legendary vehicle. That not, makes sense. Not a lot of those, but it does make sense. Three and a black for a five-five vehicle with trample. As long as it's your turn and you control an army. Grand is an artifact creature. Oh. I love that. It's just if you have an army, they can pilot Grand without needing to like climb inside. Yeah, yeah. I think that's terrific flavor. Also, if you don't have an army, Grand just has crew three. So crew three for a five five trample for four. This seems like a very, very efficient vehicle, honestly. Mm-hmm. Uh and you do army doesn't have to be that big, and the army doesn't have to crew it. You just have to control it. Yeah, you have yeah. to control an army of any size, and Grand's like, I'm a five five, what's up? Yeah. So tell me great. about Grand. So I've written, great. Grand is great if you want to open the gates of Gondor or use in a battle in Pelennor fields. In other fields, you can get it to probably. It may be a bit unwieldy. <laughs> uh, in the books, Grand is described as a huge ram, great as a forest tree 100 feet in length, swinging on mighty chains. Long had it been forging in the dark smithies of Mordor, and its hideous head, founded of black steel, was shaped in the likeness of a ravening wolf. On it, spells of ruin lay. Grand, they named it, in memory of the hammer of the underworld of old. Great beasts drew it, orcs surrounded it, and behind walked mountain trolls to wield it. And... Did you know, because J.R.R. Tolkien loved to do this, Grand means very weighty and ponderous in Sindarin. Oh. <laughs> so it's just, it's just called Chungus. Yeah. It's just like. This is big Chungus. It's like, oh, go get, go get Chonker. We're going to break the, we're going to we break, go, break gotta, the gate. We got to get the big, we got to get the big old boy. <laughs> time, time for the, time for the weighty lad. Go, 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 go get the. Go get Hefty, the battering ram. Yeah. 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 So that's Grand from wow. the books. I don't remember. Okay. So I've never not read the books, but I, hey, Graham, can I show you? And by extension, the viewers, uh, we'll have a descriptive uh, after this uh, with the face that it's like, whoa, we need to research Lord of the Rings. And Kathleen discovers there's three wikis that she can look at to cross check information. <laughs> wait, wait. Let's go to camera five. Show me your. There are three wikis. Face. Oh, since <laughs> you're pogging for I real. Just, I'm. Ooh. I am absolutely pie. I was so excited. I was like three wikis <laughs> to cross reference and an original text. <gasps> Amazing. So many I mean, one's like just Wikipedia, Wikipedia, but there's like two competing Lord of the Rings wikis that I found, and I was like, this is awesome. I can go back and forth and make sure everything is accurate. Um. So yeah, 
but uh, and the original book. So I I don't know anything about the books, but I did look up a bunch of stuff. So I'd be so I was like, what is this? Why is there a thing? Why is there a bath song? Why is there a grand? Because I've seen the movies, but I can't like say like. This is gonna sound so rude. I don't love watching TV for a long time, and. Almost every time the Lord of the Rings movies have been presented to me, it's been like, all right, so we're going to do a marathon of all of the extended editions of Lord of the Rings. So we're going to be sitting and watching TV for 14 hours straight. And I'm like, I actually find the thought of that really unpleasant and I don't want to do it. And it's kind of like put me off the movies and I like think, i saw them and when they came in theaters but it was like a long time ago i don't, and I don't really I remember do them. that now i don't think i could do a full marathon of, i mean apart from just like life responsibilities and having a child i don't think i uh, i don't think i should do that but i don't think i could do all the extended editions back to back to back now for similar reasons but i would like to watch them all again i'm gonna wait till after the ppr to avoid confusing myself but uh i i i am i have them now finally on blu-ray so i'm gonna i am gonna watch them again um soon um but i can't remember where i was going with that right that's how i like to interact with 40k right like i don't want to play it i just want to read all the lore snippets yeah (laughs) i don't want to read all of J.R.R. tolkien but I don't mind like looking things up in mm-hmm. like the appendices and cross-referencing things. Yeah. I, realistically, my idea of fun is just completely twisted. It's like Kathleen, we're gonna watch movies all day, beautiful movies that are beloved. Ooh, hey Kathleen, do you want to just look at a bunch of wikis? Yes. We'll do it with. You, you can just have. We'll watch the movies. You can just have your laptop and be reading facts. <laughs> Actually, brief aside. I did see a video of uh, what I think is has got to be like the best way to do. Someone was doing that marathon where they were watching all the Good all the movies, but them. but they had and you might have seen this, James. I don't know. Uh, they did. There's a lot of prior planning. Uh, whenever there was food in the movies, they had that that food. They had that food, like ready to go. But some of those elven feasts. Yeah. So they so like. Uh, you know, when they're like at the Shire at the beginning, it's, you know, they have like beers and breads and jams and things. And then, you know, like later on when they're like, I don't know, uh, it's like apples or whatever, but then, you know, like later in like return of the King, right. When it's like, we need serious dinner and like Denethor is eating. It's like, great. Here we go. Cherry tomatoes all around. Right. <laughs> it's like, just like a half a pig or something. It, it was, it was involved. Um, but, uh, yeah. And of course potato stew but uh, no it was it was uh it was very impressive and it's like yes that's that's how i want to do it i want someone else to arrange the food put me but... in charge of the food i don't want to watch the movies <laughs> this great <laughs> that sounds like too much work i would never ask you to do well, that well you might not get a roast pig you might get like a slice of bacon oh that sounds fine yeah like this would be like a representative tasting menu this is the molecular gastronomy take <laughs> Get some this is a shavings. deconstructed Lord of the Rings menu. Yeah, this is just a BLT, Kathleen. Yeah, yeah. bacon, tomato. I added some lettuce and bread for structure. You know? <laughs> it's, it's lunchtime. Uh, what other cards should we talk about? Oh, I just want a BLT now. We did. Like, yeah, me too. Uh, we did get um, further. 
uh, assaulted on the on the socials with uh, there's a new Trebucket. Yes. People people saw there was a, a trebuchet and they were like, "Hey, loading ready run pronounces that wrong on purpose for jokes." Yep. Let's tell them about it. And uh, you know what? I appreciate it. Thank you. So yeah, it's the Mordor trebuchet or the Mordor trebucket. Uh, two and a black for a one four defender. Was it defender? It doesn't look like much of a wall, but it's, that's just what defenders are called. Uh, whenever you attack with one or more goblins and or orcs. Actually, yeah, why is this a wall? Why not a construct? It must be mechanical, like can't be blocked by walls or something, because it doesn't really look wall-ish. And yeah. you, can, you can have Defender on things that aren't wall. Anyway, don't worry about me. What was I saying? Whenever you attack with one or more goblins and or orcs, create a 2-1 colorless construct artifact creature token with flying named Ballistic Boulder that's tapped and attacking. Sacrifice that token at the end of combat. Oh, my God. So it sits there, blocks all day, and then whenever you attack with anything else, it's like, I'll throw a boulder in. Yeah. Woo! It's got flying, too, so it's... Yeah, exactly. That's amazing. I think we've seen the token for it, too. I don't know if those... I don't think these are on Scryfall yet, but the token has, like, a goblin... Strapped to it. Strapped to it, I think. Which is maybe a little bit more in the Magic the Gathering realm of goblins than, like, the Lord of the Rings realm of goblins, but... eh. Goblins are silly no matter where they are in the multiverse. Evidently. Um, we've got... Oh, there's another bird. This is the... Because we've got the the bird lord that's... Um, Gwai here. Gwai uh, no. here. Yeah. Gwai, yeah. Uh, who's blue-white. And we saw that blue one earlier. And we missed Lan- Landroval, Horizon Witness, who's white. So four, no. four and a white for a three, four bird noble with flying. And whenever two more creatures you control attack a player, target attacking creature without flying gains flying until end of turn. Oh, that seems handy. Yeah. So it's just, it's, it's like a, it's like a bigger Pegasus courser uh, with. Now that's interesting because Pegasus courser is just, just if you attack, whenever this attacks, another creature gets flying. Yeah. But this is whenever two or more creatures you control attack a player, target attacking creature without flying gains. Fly. But like that would work anyway. It's hmm. it's templated slightly differently. Presumably for reasons. Yeah. I just don't know why. I guess because so with Pegasus Courser, you have to. I assume I'm thinking of the right card. You have to target something. You could target itself. Someone else drill down on this. I. It's too complicated for me to think about right now, but it I'm sure there's a reason for it. It's a creature and it carries it with it. That's that's all you need to know. Somebody's going off with Land Ravel, Horizon Witness, and they are going into battle airborne. Mm-hmm. He's got something clutched in his talons there. It's some guy with a sword. I think... I think that's, that's Frodo. Sam, yeah, I think that's Sam and Frodo. Being Frodo rescued. or Sam, yeah. I don't know. I don't know what happens at the end. I think I think throw the ring away, presumably. Uh, people ask a lot of questions about why the Eagles didn't just go there to start with. Oh. And a question for which there are answers, there by are the so way. There are so many answers. But I'm not going to get into them now. So I know why, but just want to make sure that you you know why. Um, gosh. I don't know. This set seems really cool. Uh, oh, hey, check this out. So Strider, before he became Aragorn, uh, Strider, He's Ranger of the North. Some dude hanging out in the woods. Two, two <laughs> green, sorry, two red green uh, for a 4-4. The greatest traveler and huntsman of this age of the world. 
legendary creature, Human Ranger, Landfall. Surprise, secret little landfall trickling in there. Whenever a land enters the battlefield under your control, target creature gets plus one, plus one until end of turn. Okay. If that creature has power four, then if that creature has power four or greater, so after the plus one, plus one, if that creature has power four or greater, it gains first, first strike until end of turn. Cool. You know what? For a legendary uncommon, a four, 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 with a landfall that makes things bigger and gets first strike, thumbs up for me. I mean, it always hits itself. Yeah. Worst case, yeah. But if you have, say, a ring bearer that you oh, wish right. to get in, then he can assist your ring bearer. I have not because been... he knows the lay of the land. Oh, the flavor! I've not the flavor. <laughs> I've not been factoring ring temptation into any of this. Oh. oh gosh. Hey, did you see that they slightly fixed stab wound and or made wither crown better depending on which they made stab wound a little worse or wither crown better depending on which way you stab look at it. Stab wound is perfect and needed no adjustment. Stab so wounds. I like stab wound a lot. Anyway, morgul knife wound. Mm, the wound yes. caused by a morgul knife. That's uh, the knife the Nazgul wheel. Yeah. <laughs> One in a black enchantment creature. Creature enchantment, sorry. Uh, enchanted creature gets minus three minus O and has, at the beginning of your upkeep, exile this creature unless you pay two life. So it's either going to, it makes it weak, it's either, then it's either going to kill it or it's going to stab wound you. So yeah. pretty cool. Hey, speaking of Nazgul, this is sweet. So Nazgul is not legendary. It's just a card. It's just a, it's a Wraith Knight, which already sweet. Tuna black for a 1-2 with death touch. Sure. When it enters the battlefield, the ring tempts you. Hey, right. we know that mechanically that's good. We can talk more later about the flavor of it, but that's already been discussed extensively. Turns out people don't like playing uh, mechanics that suck. Yeah. So here if, you go. If something penalizes you for doing it, you're not going to do it. Yeah. So anyway, ETB the ring tempts you. Whenever the ring tempts you, put a plus one plus one counter on each wraith you control. So it's a two three. It's a two death three touch death touch. Yes. For three. That's already. And, that's already a good rate, as far as I'm concerned. Yeah, and the ring tempts you, which is a bonus of its own. A deck can have up to nine cards named Nazgul because they there just are keep getting more nine powerful. Nazgul. And what they've done, and I love this, is that there are nine different arts <gasps> for this card. So you can have, you can do it however you like, but you can have nine distinctly illustrated Nazgul in your deck, which is very, very cool to me. <laughs> I think that's such a neat way of handling the Nazgul. That's so great. Yeah. It's very cool. All I mean, and the Witch King is is uh his own card as well, which I guess technically was he one of the nine Nazgul? It's, it, it doesn't really matter. The point is you can have nine Nazgul and I think that's a really, really cool way to handle it. And also they not every creature in this set can be legendary. Though there is a cares about legendary sub theme, which we've seen a couple times. Um but uh, I guess, hey, let's take out the, the Witch King. Uh, which, oh, there's a couple different Witch King cards. Interesting. So this is Witch King of Angmar. Three black, black, mythic. 5-3 uh, flying Wraith Noble. Oh, so he'll get, a, he'll get a plus one, plus one counter from an Asgul. Exactly. Whenever one or more creatures deal combat damage to you, each opponent sacrifices a creature that dealt combat damage to you. And the ring tempts you. Another ability, discard a card, and the Witch King of Angmar gets indestructible until end of turn. Tap it. Perfect. Very good stuff. There is also, uh, that's the mythic one. There's also a rare one, which is Witch King Bringer of Ruin. 
Uh, four black black for a 5-3 Wraith Noble with flying, so that's all the same. Whenever Witch King Bringer of Ruin attacks, defending player sacrifices a creature with the least power among creatures they control. No yep. living man may hinder me. Yep. No living man may hinder me. Turns out... Oh, oh. We Actually, got some rules lawyers over here <laughs> on the uh, on the side of good. Yeah, we do have. Where is it? Smite the deathless. That's the one. Yeah. Uh, in response, Aowen says, "No living man am I." On the flavor text for Smite the Deathless, which is one in a red, deals three damage to target creature. That creature loses indestructible until end of turn. If that creature would die this turn, exile it instead. Neatly, it does kill both iterations of the Witch King of Angmar. Yep. So that makes uh, perfect. Good stuff. <laughs> I mean, that would be a huge flavor fail if this card t- s- depicting his death did not actually kill his card in in the game. Yeah, yeah. That seems pretty good, honestly. Like, also, like for an instant for two. Yeah. Right, and it's indestruct, and it, it says indestructible. No. Mm-hmm. It's very cool. Uh, so there's also this is this is really neat. Um. Rather than talk about specific cards, just to sort of wrap up a couple different kind of like art treatments. So there's there's normal looking cards. Which we've seen. Which we've seen. Uh, there's also, there's the showcase frame. Oh, yes, the uh, ring. With the ring, which I love, actually. I think it's really unique and interesting and cool. And uh, like you get a little less art because it's a circular thing. But I don't know. I think they hit the ratio just right to still get plenty of art and you get the the ring and the 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 elvish script i think it's very sweet i i I like this particular showcase frame quite a lot there's also a few borderless panoramas yes so there's one of bilbo's party at the shire with like Gandalf and the Wizard's Rockets and Bilbo and Frodo Bilbo and, retired burglar right and like the the happy halfling and I think I, th- I think it's six cards delighted halfling thank you uh, and they make a little sort of borderless panorama there's a four card borderless panorama of the ring being thrown into Mount Doom and it's the One Ring and Gollum and Sam and Frodo and then there there might be one or two others but there's also uh, the Battle of Pelennor Fields. Just like... It's like 16 cards or yeah. something. It's a preposterous number of cards. And uh, it just makes one giant panorama. And it's like there's Eowyn and Aragorn and the Mirkwood Bats and the Witch King. And it's it looks... We can't... Sh- there's no way for us to like show it to you here on the podcast. But it looks amazing. It's this huge spread of, of, of a bunch of cards. Um, and it's, it's just... It's really impressive. Obviously, like... If you if you took all the text boxes away and looked at it just as like a single piece of art, it's very strangely laid out for obvious reasons because each part needs to be cut into like just a single card. But uh, the way that it the way the way that it does uh, look when it's uh, when it has all the cards and everything there is it's very cool. I don't know who's responsible for the art direction for this set, but good job. I can tell you. I don't know about the art direction, but I can tell you, Tyler Jacobson. Did all like did the art for the for the yeah for the Pelennor Fields? Wow. Um, so yeah, like Orcish Bowmasters and Gothmog and the Mirkwood Bats and the Voracious Fell Beast and the Witch King and Aragorn and Gimli and Legolas and Merry and Dunland Crebane <laughs> and a bunch of stuff. 
Is that a legendary? No, Dunland Crabane is from a different a different panorama, sorry. Okay, I was going to say, is Dunland Crabane a legendary creature? Or? No, it's a bird horror. <laughs> it's uh, two and a black for a 1-1 one, one flying bird, uh, and when it enters the battlefield, amass orcs too. Oh, okay. So it's a 1-1 one, one for three that comes with a 2-2? Two, two. So you get three power, one of it's in the air, that's fine, that seems like a black common to me. Yeah. It's, that's actually so. This is interesting. Uh, we had we just had preening champion in March of the Machine. Oh, you got which, three power for three, but two of it was flying. Yeah, and I think I prefer that to this. Yes, but amassing orcs might be relevant in a way that that I'm undervaluing at this moment. Don. I mean, I'm I'm just evaluating it from I get three power for three mana, which uh, like in black to have no drawback and to have even one of that flying is honestly like good. Mm-hmm. Like, because black creatures have typically been a little bit weaker because they get the better removal, right? Yeah. Cool. Black can't have all the good toys. No. <laughs> uh, I think I think one of the other panoramas is the Last March of the Ents, uh, as well with like Marion Pippin and Fangorn and the Last March of the Ents. Oh. And I think that's also where Nasty End is as well, and the I think that's where that. Dunland Crabane. It's <laughs> a lot of new words we're learning, and a lot of words that uh, you know. We've, for years, we've played Magic Card or Metal Band. This set's ruined it because there's a lot of metal bands <laughs> that take their name directly from Lord of the Rings stuff. I, I looked it up. There's so many. Yeah. I mean, we can do we can do an exhaustive list at the PPR, but uh, you know, off the top of my head, Gorgoroth. Yes. And Amonomarth. Yes. And others. I, don't I mean, there's a band called Gandalf. <laughs> That's okay. Fine. I guess we'll count that. Oh, one. Oh yeah, like basically. I mean, I can look it up. There's a there's a long history of black metal bands being named after all the nasty bits uh, <laughs> from uh, from Lord of the Rings. I'm like I said, I'm not even that invested in Lord of the Rings myself. Uh, I think cool. I think the movies are great, and but most of what I've picked up has just been through. Cultural osmosis. Cultural osmosis. Um, but I'm really excited about this set, I got to say. Yeah, it looks like a fun set. Like, it looks like it's like a fun limited environment. Mm-hmm. Imho from my, you know, deeply uh, smooth brain monkey takes on that monolith. <laughs> but uh, I don't know. It looks yeah. fun and flavorful to me. So mm-hmm. I'm excited. Me too. So, yeah, that's going to do it for this episode of Tap Tap Concede. Uh, I hope you enjoyed hanging out with us. Uh, until we talk again, I'm going to remind you that this show is brought to you by Card Kingdom. Please check out cardkingdom.com slash loadingreadyrun. Get yourself some Lord of the Rings, Tales of Middle-Earth. Mag- Magic the Gathering universes beyond the Lord of the Rings, Tales of Middle-Earth. Set boot. Well, this one just says set boosters. You don't have to buy set boosters. You can buy whatever you like. Buy draft boosters. Tell them we sent you. Ask for a button. This show is also brought to you by you and your kind support of our Patreon, patreon.com slash loadingreadyrun, or by giving us super thanks. <laughs> but we do thank you. We really appreciate it. Until next time, I have been Graham, joined by Kathleen. Woohoo! And James on tech. Heather gets these online. Thank you all so much for watching and listening. And we will talk to you next time. Bye, everybody.